0: welcome 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 to episode 18 of upon further review with brian brennan somewhere i can hear alice cooper screaming out i'm 18 to celebrate this episode i am as usual your host brian brennan in the place to be happy monday happy 2021 folks it's a new year 2020 is finally over and we are celebrating a new year a new beginning in 2021 there's a lot to celebrate a lot to look forward to this year for sure i'm excited for a lot of things going on right now so um, yeah there's, there's still a lot i think 2021 is gonna be um, i mean it's let's be honest folks it's kind of hard to be worse than 2020 was but yeah, I, I think 2021 will um we'll get off to it we'll we'll be fine 2021 will be a good year i think a lot will happen that'll make this year you know better we could you know the vaccine could spread and people will start to get vaccinated, and we'll start to get back to our normal life. That's what I'm hoping for in 2021, Um, because I I obviously, like everyone else, I kind of miss our normal life at this point. I miss being able to um, go outside without the fear of having to contract the coronavirus. Uh, Those were the days. Uh, I miss those days. It feels like so long ago now. But um, 2021 will be a good year. I mean, there's a lot happening. There's a lot to look forward to, so um, there's a lot to look forward to with this podcast, too, Uh, I have an announcement to make. Uh, I have officially purchased the domain UFRWBB.com. Now, I have not decided what I'm going to do with this tremendous power of ownership of a website with my uh, my podcast initials on it. But um, I, I'm open to ideas. If anybody has any suggestions on how I should create my website, um, please let me know. I I looked at a couple websites of people that I look up to that have their own websites, And um, they usually have, like, links to their work and, you know, biography page and things like that. So I'm hoping to do that maybe with this website and um, maybe spread the good word of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. Get more people to listen to this podcast and um, have a big year ahead of us. So I purchased the domain name for Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan over the weekend. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Uh, So... Stay tuned. Um, don't go to the don't type in ufrwbb.com just yet because you won't find anything. But um, in the future, I mean, coming up soon, um, there will be stuff on that website. So um, look, be on the lookout for that. Um, let me know if you have any suggestions for what I should do with my website. Um, and other exciting news that I, I, I happened over the weekend is um, I purchased Zoom. I signed up for a subscription to Zoom Pro. So from now on, moving forward, all of our interviews, unless they're in person, will be recorded over Zoom. Now I have the recording technology capable to record through Zoom. So you might have noticed um, when I was recording through Anchor, like when we had Tim and Arun and Mike on, there was sometimes a delay or sometimes the audio would be out of sync. Like I'd say like, Tim, how are you doing tonight? And then Tim would jump in, interrupt you. Oh, I'm doing great. Well, that's not how we recorded it. That's just a glitch with Anchor. With Zoom, we won't have those problems. And it's going to sound much more professional, much more high quality. And I'm really excited to get our first Zoom interviews out of the way. Uh, we don't have one today, unfortunately. No guests on today's episode. But um, the, the Zoom interviews will make our podcast a lot better, I feel. So um, yeah, I, there's a lot to look forward to in 2021, both with the podcast and in general. So. Um, Definitely be on the lookout for that. But um, I think I've introduced the podcast long enough. We got to talk about football. We got to talk about everything that happened yesterday in the NFL, uh, shaping the playoff picture in both the NFC and the AFC. Obviously, I'm going to start with the NFC East and what happened there because I think you know how I'm feeling about that this morning. Um, not good. Uh, it's not not not. I'm not in a good mood, folks. I I'm really, I know I sound pe- pepped up and um, happy right now. But uh, after what happened last night in the NFC East, what happened with the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm not in a good mood. So um, I'll let me give let's let's move into some football talk. Give me a chance to rant about it uh, as we head into NFL Week 17 recap. Nate Sudfeld. Really, that was my initial reaction to last night, everything that happened last night in the Philadelphia Eagles Washington football team game that ultimately decided the NFC East in favor of the Washington football team. Um, as a Giants fan, I'm not in a very good mood this morning because um, you know, going into Sunday, the situation was Giants or Cowboys. The Giants and Cowboys were playing each other. Whoever wins that game wins the NFC East if the Washington football team loses. So the Giants, you know, I was going into that game, I was like, whatever happens, happens. They had lost three games in a row. It, were, it wasn't really looking good for the Giants, you know, these last couple weeks. So I was kind of like, you know, whatever happens, happens. You know, it's been a nice run. If they miss the playoffs, great. If they, you know, I'm sorry, if they make the playoffs, great. But if they miss the playoffs, you know, at least we'll have something to build towards towards next year. So the Giants go out, and they actually win their game against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, They they have great performance from Sterling Shepard. He had two touchdowns. Um, They were able to hold off Dallas. A crazy ending to that game, by the way. Wayne Gallman rushed for a first down that should have clinched the game, but he fumbled and then miraculously, I don't know how, miraculously came up with the ball. He's really lucky to have come up with that football. I'm sure he's still really upset with himself today. Um, he was really lucky to come up with that football, but if he didn't, it would have been Dallas ball in Giants territory with just a little bit of time remaining to maybe march down the field and win the game. Um, the defense showed up for the Giants. You know, I was feeling really good. Like, um, even though it wasn't the ugly, it it wasn't the prettiest win. Like I said, that Gallman fumble was kind of like, oh shit, like like, (laughs) what, what could go wrong now? Like, that that was kind of how I was feeling at that point in time. But they did get the win, so I was happy, and I was prepared, you know, for going into the Sunday night game. Now, I knew the Eagles were kind of underdogs going into this game. Um, a lot of their main players were out. Alshon Jeffrey was out. Deshaun Jackson was out. Um, a few other guys I can't remember off the top of my head. They were playing mostly kids. It was a very young Philadelphia Eagles squad in this game. Um... But this is the NFC East, so I was like, anything can happen. And um, I was like, I had faith in Jalen Hurts to may, you know, maybe get something done. You know, Alex Smith, he's still working his way back from the injury, both the leg injury that almost ended his career and his life, and um, the injury he suffered this year. So he's still working his way back. This is his first game back. So I thought maybe the Philadelphia Eagles would have a chance. But man, I had no idea what was coming in late in the third I think it was the fourth quarter, they took out Jalen Hurts and put in Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld. Now, I was talking to uh, Robbie Gross and Ken, DC's people champ, Washington, who are both big Washington football team fans, during this game last night, uh, throughout the whole game. And um, I I think it was – I think Ken actually said (laughs) – when Nate Sudfeld, I was like, I was trying to get fired up about it when it happened. I was like, Nate Sudfeld, nasty Nate, baby, let's go. But um, when he came into the game, um, Ken D.C. People's Champ Washington was like, Sudfeld ain't bringing you back, fam. And he was right. He was right. That was, Sure enough, on his first drive, Nate Sudfeld throws an interception that, Robbie described as a punt. It was like a punt. He like rainbowed it up in the air and it was, it was caught by the Washington defender. Um, it was basically a punt on third down for the, for the Eagles. It was, it was like that. And then on his next possession, he fumbles again. Like, what are you doing? Nate Sudfeld? And what was the point? And I'm still, and so as this is going on, um, the NBC crew is talking about. They're reading tweets from the Giants players who are just like, what the hell is going on here? It's like Saquon Barkley said something like, you know, am I seeing this right? And things like that. Um, It was, it was, um, it was just awful. And I just, I don't understand what Doug Peterson was thinking, honestly. Uh, Don't you play to win the game? I understand that if you had lost this game, you would have dropped three positions in the draft But you play to win the game, as Herm Edwards said. Former Philadelphia Eagles player, former Jets coach, Herm Edwards, once said, you play to win the game. This is what I deserve for rooting for the Eagles, folks. This is what I deserve. This is what, this is what, this is, we're never. I think I speak for all Giants fans when I say we are never, ever rooting for the Eagles again. Ever. After last night, I can't do it again. I, I I put all my faith in a team that I absolutely hate, and this is how they repay me. Ugh, this is disgusting! Like, ugh. You know, I I I don't really, you know, I will say, I will give credit to the Washington Football Team for um, winning the NFC East because somebody had to win this division, and they did with a seven and nine record. Um, even though the Giants did go two and zero against them, the Giants, I will admit. Not to they pulled the plaxico. They shot themselves in the foot. Um they shot themselves in the foot quite a few times. Um losing that game in Philadelphia where Evan Ingram dropped the pass that he if all he does is catches it, the Giants win that game. Losing the three straight games after winning in Seattle. The Giants definitely did not cover themselves in glory they you know this season. They they finished six and ten. So, you know, they are a six and ten team. But they had a chance to win the division and the Eagles just completely ripped it away from them. Nate Sudfeld, really? That's the best you can do, Philadelphia? Nate Sudfeld? Ugh. It's making me sick, honestly. It's making me congested, honestly, a little bit to talk about Nate Sudfeld, uh, of all people. and, um, you know, I, I guess Philadelphia wasn't really trying to win. I feel like they have a lot of questions to a- answer. Uh, I have a lot, I feel like a lot of Giants fans have a lot of questions, uh, for Doug Peterson who will re- maintain his job, by the way, Doug Peterson will get to keep his job despite this, despite all this, Doug Peterson is going to stay the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. And, um, I don't get it. I don't get it. His, even his play calling last night before they brought in Nate Sudfeld was questionable with Hurts. They had a chance to win that game. They only lost by six. And they took it. Uh, so I actually, I will say I saw a tweet before the game saying Nate Sudfeld might play, and I just kind of laughed it off. I was like, why would they put in Nate Sudfeld? Don't you want to have your best chance to win a game? And uh, clearly the Eagles were trying to... Get the draft pick, and maybe they were trying to screw over the Giants. You know, this is a rivalry that goes back years and years and years. The two teams, the Giants and the Eagles, hate each other with a vehement passion. Passion, and um, ugh, it's just it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I can't believe I rooted for the Eagles, and this is what happened. It'll never happen again. I'll never put my faith in the Eagles. So I would like to, before I wrap up on the NFC East, I would like to say, you know, congratulations again to the Washington Football Team on winning your division, Um, somebody had to win it this year, I wish it was the Giants, but it was you, but um, congratulations anyway, Um, you know, this was an ugly, this is probably the worst division, worst year for any division in the history of the NFL, and that's crazy considering it was the NFC East, which is arguably the best division in the history of football, every team in the NFC East has won the Super Bowl at least once, Giants have won it 4 times, Washington's won it 3 times. Cowboys have won it 5 times. Eagles have won it once. Every team's won the division at least or the Super Bowl at least once. No other division can say that. Yet this division, the NFC East, was the worst in football by a mile this year and who knows if it's going to get better next year. You know. And um just to, you know, I I have to give credit to Washington as well for um, moving on from Dwayne Haskins, because that actually happened after I recorded last week um, on the podcast uh, on Monday's episode, and I didn't do an episode on Friday. So I do have to give credit to Washington for cutting Dwayne Haskins. Personally, I would have done it as soon as I saw him in the strip club. Uh, I thought that, that was probably that would have been the last straw. He put all of his teammates at risk by doing that. Um, very uncool of him, and I would have cut him right then and there, but I guess they decided to let him play against the Carolina Panthers and have a pretty bad game. And then they were like, bam, you're cut. They were prepared to go with Taylor Heineke in that game last night. And uh, they they got lucky that Alex Smith was good to go. Um, and, you know, I will say to Alex Smith, you know, he's definitely the comeback player of the year, in my opinion, to come back from that terrible leg injury um, where he could have lost his life. Like I said, he could have lost his life. And um, to come back from that, To play at a high level is really remarkable, and um, he deserves our full respect, and like I said, I think he deserves Comeback Player of the Year as well, and I I would be shocked if he doesn't win it this year. Uh, He's just a remarkable story, but man, just to wrap up, I'm a a pissed-off Giants fan. I think every Giants fan is pissed off this morning. Every Giants player should be pissed off. Their season should still be going on. And I think they you know they know that they let some games slip away this year, that they could have won more games than just the six that they would have won. If they had won just one more game, they would have been in because they would have had the tiebreaker over the Washington football team. They beat them twice. I think the Giants are a better team than the Washington football team. But that's just not how it goes. Washington got one more win. They're in. That's the, That's the way the world works. And I have to accept that. Giants fans, we have to accept that, that Washington – did get the the right number of wins this year, and they are the division champions. So, yeah, you know, I'm a mad giant. I'm an angry Giants fan this morning. Um, I think all Giants fans are angry. Even Eagles fans should be angry. I know this game didn't really mean a whole lot for you, but don't you want your coach to play to win the game? Like, don't you want him to at least try? I mean, come on now. Come on now, Philadelphia Eagles. Last time I root for you. Last time I root for the Eagles. This is the last time I root for the Eagles. All right, that's enough to talk about the NFC East. So let's move into a little talk with the rest of the NFL playoff picture. So we talked about the NFC East and uh, how that was clinched. Uh, thanks again for nothing, Doug Peterson. Let's talk about uh, the rest of the NFC and the AFC, because uh, yesterday was a pretty wild day. Um, best day ever to have NFL red zone by the way is week 17 of the NFL season. Cause there's always so much to play for whether it's seeding or getting into the playoffs, there's always something to play for. You always want to have your eye on every game and not just like I, that's why I prefer red zone. Cause I like to have my eye on every single game, not just one game at a time. Even when the giants are on locally, I still put on red zone over the giants game. So I love red zone and it was a big part of my day yesterday. Uh, Let's start with the AFC. Um, Miami had that great win over the Raiders on Sunday night, on Saturday night football last week, um, and you kind of thought that they had it in the bag. Um, all they had to do was win this one last game against the uh, Buffalo Bills. And Buffalo, you kind of figured maybe they'd be resting their starters. Maybe they'd take it easy on the Dolphins um, just because they have things pretty much already decided. They actually ended up being the number two seed in the AFC when it was all said and done. Um, So I thought this looked good for the Miami Dolphins to win this game. But uh, that is not what happened (laughs) at all. They got crushed. They get lost by 30. Now, I will say Ryan Fitzpatrick was out for this game. And I feel like if they, Ryan Fitzpatrick, were able to play in this game, even if they were able to bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick in the second half, that would have made a huge difference, I feel, for the Dolphins, because Tua struggled again, I believe he threw three interceptions in this game, including a pick six to Josh Norman. Uh, but Buffalo was just on fire throughout this whole game, they looked good from the start, and they are flexing their muscle going into this playoff, folks. The Buffalo Bills look like a really strong playoff team, but... um Miami still had a chance to make it to the playoffs, even despite the loss. They lost 56-26. to um, Even despite that, they still had a chance to make the playoffs if some things went their way. If the Colts lost their game to the Jaguars, they still would have been in. Or if the Titans, I think that even if the Titans had lost their game to the Texans, they still would have been in. But um, the Dolphins get absolutely destroyed by the Buffalo Bills, and Buffalo is looking really strong going into the playoffs. They might be – I don't want to say they're a dark horse because they're a number two seed. Maybe they're a dark horse because they're the Bills, and we just don't expect them to ever be in the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, at least since the 90s. It's been such such a long time for Buffalo since they were in the Super Bowl. But – Maybe they can be a dar- uh, contender this year. Josh Allen is looking good. Stefan Diggs was the best wide receiver, arguably, in football this season. So uh, they- they're looking good, Buffalo. Uh, the Ravens clinched a playoff spot with a pretty easy win, uh, 38-3. They are looking good. I have to say, the Baltimore Ravens, Tim Clark's going to like hearing this. They look really good right now. Um, and I actually uh, have a-, a coworker named uh, Andy um, who is also a huge Ravens fan. Um, and he posted something like to the effect of as long as we don't play the Titans, we're good <laughs> in the playoffs. And, um, cause as you know, the Titans have actually beaten the Ravens their last two meetings, uh, in the playoffs last year and the regular season this year. So, uh, well, surprise, surprise, Andy, the Titans are the Ravens and Titans are playing each other in the playoffs this week upcoming. Um, it's a, this is a matchup I think a lot of Ravens fans are are a little nervous about because of like you said the past history of Tennessee against the Ravens. They have a good history against the against the Ravens right now. I mean they've beaten them the last two times, so uh, things are looking good for the Titans. We'll see. We will, we will preview that matchup. Um, I'm planning on doing an NFL preview playoff preview episode on Friday's show. It'll be mostly previewing the, uh, matchups, the six games that we have this weekend. Um, but, uh, that's going to be an exciting matchup for the Ravens, um, who, like I said, clinch a playoff spot with a 38 to three win over the Bengals. Um, Bengals did absolutely nothing in this game, offensively, defensively, uh, just awful for Cincinnati. They, you could tell they pretty much quit on the rest of the season. Um, on to the Steelers and the Browns. If the Browns had won this game, they would have been in the playoffs, and um, they did. And now I will say this is kind of like the Philadelphia, um, the Philadelphia Washington game. A lot of key players for the Pittsburgh Steelers were out for this game. Most notably, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't even in Ohio. He wasn't even in the state when this game happened. So. Um, They were playing Mason Rudolph. Of course, we remember what happened last year with Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett. Uh, I actually saw a picture. Mason Rudolph posted to Twitter a picture of him shaking Miles Garrett's hand after this game. So um, that's cool to see. I think in 2021, we should all focus on stuff like that. Just dropping our grudges, dropping our beefs, squashing all types of beef, and just be more civil this year. Be like Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett. Maybe maybe they'll end up being, like, really good friends or something. Who knows? Um, it, 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 who, who, you know, sometimes, you know, you make friends out of common enemies. But, um, yeah, uh, so um, I screwed up that whole saying. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. But um, this game between the Browns and Steelers was good, despite the fact that Mason Rudolph was, was playing in this game over Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I, I think um, Rudolph... Um, he drove the Steelers down the field with a chance to tie the game. They needed a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Uh, they did not get the two-point conversion. Um, so the Browns did hold on, and the Browns are in the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Congratulations to all my friends who are Cleveland Browns fans. I Like I've said in past episodes, I know a lot of them. Surprisingly, I actually know a lot of Cleveland Browns fans. Um, so I would like to congratulate them on their first playoff appearance in 18 years. It's been a really long time for the Browns. Um, and you know, I, I wanted to see them in the playoffs and now they get a rematch against the Pittsburgh Steelers next week in Pittsburgh. That should be awesome to see. Uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. That is the last game of the week next week. That's the primetime Sunday night game, uh, on NBC. Um, this will be a good matchup for sure. Like I said, we'll preview that on Friday. But congratulations to the Cleveland Browns on making the playoffs. Yes, uh, on making the playoffs. I'd spent such a long time. My friend Danny Shea is a big Cleveland Browns fan, despite the fact that he's from Boston, by the way. So he, he's in Patriots territory rooting for the Cleveland Browns. And um, he's, he said he was on the verge of crying yesterday. He was so happy. Like he had been waiting for this moment for pretty much his whole life. So congratulations to all my friends who are Browns fans. Uh, you deserve your playoff appearance and um, best of luck. Best of luck. Uh, some other games that had playoff implication. Well, like I said, uh, all the Colts had to do after the Dolphins lost was win their game against the Jaguars and they were in. Jonathan Taylor had a huge day for the Colts. Uh, dominating performance. Um, so they get in. They win 28-14 to 14 over the Jaguars. Um, I will say the Jaguars did fight in this game. It was twenty to fourteen at one point, but our twenty one to fourteen I think at one point. But um, ultimately, the Colts pull away with the Taylor touchdown and uh, get the win. Uh, congratulations to the Colts and Frank Reich on making the playoffs. Frank Reich will now return to Buffalo, where you might remember uh, or maybe not that uh, he was the quarterback. Of the largest comeback, I believe, before the Patriots' come back against the Falcons, this was the largest comeback in NFL playoff history against the Houston Oilers before they moved to Tennessee and became the Titans. Uh, the, the Bills came back, I think they were now 35-3, to and um, they came back and uh, won that game. And Frank Reich was the quarterback of that game over Jim Kelly. So uh, he returns to the scene of the crime. For uh, the Bills, he's a great coach. Uh, he, he seems like he knows what he's doing. We will see what happens next week in in Buffalo. But congratulations to the Colts on making it into the playoffs. Uh, Well-deserved. Uh, a good team to watch for sure. Uh I like Phillip Rivers. Who knows if this is his last ride. Um speaking of last rides, uh the Saints are the number two seed. And we'll see. Uh I've been hearing rumors that this could be Drew Brees' last season. So um Drew Brees could be hanging him up. Uh he cl- helped clinch the Saints the number two seed yesterday with a thirty-three to seven victory over the Carolina Panthers and a pretty easy win. Um Tennessee Titans, um This was a great game. Um, we got to talk about this game a little bit. Uh, High-scoring affair. Derrick Henry got to 2K, which was really exciting. Um, He got over 2,000 yards with a 250-yard performance and two touchdowns. Just another great day for Derrick Henry. Um, But this game was not easy at all. I remember I said last week that um, I thought this game would be easy for the Titans. I thought they'd have it in the bag because uh, the Texans were, were done and you know not a playoff team at all and um really a bad organization they actually traded their first round pick to Miami so Miami has the number three pick in the draft because the Texans traded their pick this year to them so uh dumb dumb trades to Bill O'Brien really screwed over that organization but I give them credit Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback he actually led the league in passing yards this season and he deserves our respect He did a great job in this game but um It was the Derrick Henry show. I mean, he was outstanding. Like I said, 250 yards and 2K on the season. Uh, It came down to a field goal. I can't even remember the name. Sam Sloman is the name of the kicker for the Titans. He's not even their regular kicker. He's like their backup, backup, backup kicker. And um, he doinked it. He doinked it. He pulled a, pulled a Cody Parkey or whatever that kid's name is from the Bears. Um he doinked it off the uprights and it this time, unlike Parkey, it actually went in. So the Titans win that game. Uh Derrick Henry's face, you can see him like mouthing like, Oh shit, he missed. And then he realized he made it. And um it was um uh you the celebration started for Tennessee, um, who clinched the AFC South title. A good good division title for them. They actually didn't win their division last year, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember who did, but I think the Texans actually won the division last year. But um, Tennessee wins their division. Um, This is remarkable. They've made it three out of the last four years after not making it eight straight years, I think, of making the playoffs. So congratulations to the Tennessee Titans, an organization that is very quickly turning it around. And we will see what they do next week against the Baltimore Ravens in Nashville. Um let's see, what are some other games? Uh the Packers pretty much blew out the Bears um to to um clinch the number one seed in the NFC um and get that first round by. Um it took them until the last week of the season, but Aaron Rodgers, like I said, I think the rest of the league has no doubt who the MVP is at this point. Four touchdowns, forty-eight touch forty-eight touchdowns in a season, the Packers' franchise record. He deserves MVP, an incredible year for Aaron Rodgers, Um, and even though the Bears had to win this game to make the playoffs, they still got in, thanks to um, the Cardinals and Rams in another backup bowl. Uh, Now, the Cardinals were without Kyler Murray for most of this game, and um, their backup quarterback, I can't remember his name, I'm trying to find it right now. Um, I know the Rams backup quarterback who played in this game, but... um, Let's see how do you pronounce this guy's name like he's got like a strevler strevler I think his name is was the cardinals backup and he was not very good Kyler Murray didn't return until it was way too late in this game for the Ram, uh, for the cardinals and uh John Walford was the quarterback for the Rams in this game, and he deserves a lot of respect too because before this game he was taking classes in finance and he thought that was going to be his future. Well, now he's an NFL back, now he's an NFL quarterback, and he just won a game and he might be thrust into action again next week if Jared Goff can't go. The Rams are in the playoffs, so what are they, what's going to happen if Jared Goff can't go? Are they going to stick with Wofford again? I think it'd be the right move to make. I have to give a shout-out to Wofford. He's a Wake Forest guy. For those of you who don't know, I used to live five minutes away from the Wake Forest campus. So I have a soft spot for Wake Forest Uh, football. I like to see their players do well. And basketball, too. I like to see Wake Forest players do well in the NBA. um, Like John Collins and, obviously, Chris Paul, of course, being the big one. But, um, yeah... uh, this is um this was a good win for the Rams and I have to give a shout out to Wofford he he didn't throw any touchdowns but he did his job he was a good game manager and um, congratulations to the Rams on making the playoffs uh, let's see if there's anything else I need to mention with any playoff implications um no playoff implications in this one but the Jets did lose to the Patriots in the last game of the season and Adam Gase was fired Doug Marone was also fired after losing to the Colts after a one and fifteen season um. I'll be interested to see what happens with their uh, their two head coaching positions, especially the Jets because I'm obviously a New York guy and I want to see how uh, the Jets what the Jets decide to do. I saw this morning that they've already interviewed or requested to interview Eric Bieniemy from the Kansas City Chiefs. So um that could be a good fit. You know, he, he I think he's an offensive coordinator, so um work with Patrick Mahomes. I mean that that that's about as good of a review as you can ask for. Um so good for, I think it was good, the right move for the Jets to move on from Adam Gaze. Adam Gaze was clearly never going to work out, and he was just so awful this season, and plus the media, the fans, everybody hates Adam Gaze. Like, he's just such a, like, he's not, he wasn't a good fit in New York. That was a terrible hire. They should have hired Mike McCarthy, honestly. Um, I know Mike McCarthy's not great either, but, um, personally, I think they should have hired Mike McCarthy over Adam Gaze. Uh, that's what I would have done, and, um, and as far as the Jaguars go, um, I've heard rumors that they're going to go after Urban Meyer, uh, which would be interesting for sure. Um, Urban Meyer, of course, has a history in Florida as the head coach of the Gators, national champion head coach of the Gators, and of course, he won a national championship at Ohio State as well. So Urban Meyer is a great college coach. Would that be able to translate well into the NFL? I don't know. I don't know about Urban Meyer in the NFL. We saw Steve Spurrier when he was the head coach of the then Washington Redskins. Uh, That did not go so well. Lou Holtz. Was the head coach of the jets for i think only 14 games and then he quit and went back to college um bobby petrino another terror a great college coach that went to the falcons and left after less than one season a lot of times we just see these coaches that don't work out it's the same in the nba too we see coaches that come from college that just are not good fits in the nba like john beeline left after less than a season at the cavaliers So, um, we'll see what happens. I don't know if that's what I would do if I were the Jags, but they got to go for the big name. And obviously in Florida, they're probably trying to sell tickets to, uh, and get people to root for the Jaguars. So, um, yeah, that's probably what they're trying to do. And, uh, that's probably why they're going with Urban Meyer, um, or why they're, they're interested in going with Urban Meyer, but we'll see. There's still a lot of names out there and it is Black Monday in the NFL, so we will see who else gets fired. Anthony Lynn actually finished the season very strong with the Chargers. They won four games in a row to close the season, including beating the Chiefs, although the Chiefs were not playing Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Um, even though they won that last game, um, we will see if that is enough to keep Anthony Lynn's job for another year in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Um, let's see what other openings might become available. You never know on Black Monday. Um, it's, it's a dark day for all head coaches for sure, but, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I just wanted to comment on that. I'm very happy. Adam gaze is fired. I, I just, I'm very happy for all jets fans who ha- yeah, been complaining about gaze for the last two years. Um, you deserve this, Jets fans. You guys deserve this. Um, and, uh, yeah, congratulations on finally getting rid of Adam Gaze. I hope the next guy is the guy for you, and you finally get that elusive, just get to the Super Bowl would be nice for the Jets. Just to have, you know, I've spent since 1969. So um, get, back, get back to where you once belonged, Jets. Get back to where you once belong, as the Beatles once said. Um, before we wrap up the football talk for the week, I just want to go over what the wild card games are, what channels they're on. And, um, I know one game's on Nickelodeon. Um, I think it's actually the Bears saints game. That'll be interesting. Um, Colts bills is on, is at one Oh five on Saturday, January 9th at CBS. That's the first game of the NFL playoffs. Uh, looking forward to that. And then Rams Seahawks is at four forty, uh, same day, January 9th, uh, on Fox, that game's on Fox, and um, then the late late game is Buccaneers versus Washington Football Team. Uh, that is at eight fifteen and on NBC. So uh, those are the Saturday games, and then on to Sunday, Ravens versus Titans is at one o'clock on ESPN. Um I know Tim and is obviously looking forward to that one. So are a lot of Ravens fans. That's a great matchup. Baltimore currently favored by three and a half points. Uh Bears Saints is on CBS and I believe it's also like I said, I believe that game is also on Nickelodeon, which is cool. I love Nickelodeon. Um so maybe I'll watch it on Nickelodeon instead of CBS or instead of CBS whether it's the main network. That'll be cool. Um I never thought I'd see the NFL playoffs on Nickelodeon, so congratulations to Nick for getting a uh, a game here, uh, congratulations on that. And then the last game of the week on Sunday, January tenth, is Browns versus Steelers. Uh, this is gonna be awesome. I love it. You know, I was actually talking to um, Pat Honan, friend of the show, um, over over the weekend, and um, Pat actually didn't know that the playoffs had expanded to seven teams, and he didn't like it. But now that I actually see it. In person and know that we have three games a day as opposed to two, I kind of like that. I kind of like more football. I can't really complain about more football. That's probably why they're doing it they want obviously they want more money but um i think, I don't think you can really complain about more football um so it's not i mean next year next year we're getting a whole extra week. It's going to be a week eighteen next year so um that's that's good for um that's good for making money as well, so we'll see what happens with the NFL when they expand to 18 weeks. But um, I think I'm liking this expanded playoff so far. I think it's going to play out really well, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing how it's going um, next week for sure. Um, one last thing about that, um, that Colts-Bills game, though, is that um, Governor Cuomo actually allowed fans for this game in New York about 6000 fans a little bit over 6000 fans will be allowed at this game in Buffalo so um that should be something to watch it'll be the first sporting event in New York state to have fans with, with to have fans since the pandemic started so that'll be exciting and that'll be something to watch um if that goes well maybe that'll bode well for um new york city to start getting some fans in the stands maybe in the future and maybe i can start going back to yankee games and things like that that would be fun uh that's what i'm hoping for that's something i'm definitely hoping for in 2021 man do i miss the stadium but um man do i miss just going to sporting events in general but in particular boy do i miss yankee stadium Uh, so I just wanted to say that quickly. Um, I'm sure there'll be fans in Tennessee as well. Um, maybe at the Superdome with the saints and maybe in Pittsburgh as well. Just knowing how those fans operate, uh, should be awesome. Um, but, um, we'll see what happens next week. We're going to do an NFL playoff preview episode. I have already reached out to several potential guests who are fans of teams in the playoffs to see if they would be willing to come on this week. So, uh, we will see what happens then. Um, until then, thank you for listening to this NFL Playoff um, preview. I, I, I This isn't a preview. This isn't the preview. This is like just explaining everything that happened. But uh, thank you for listening to this segment, and uh, let's talk a little NBA. All right, it's January 4th. And I feel like pointing out that the New York Knicks are in a playoff spot at the moment. In fact, they are actually ahead of the Milwaukee Bucks, Brooklyn Nets, Miami Heat, and Washington Wizards when it comes to the play, And the Toronto Raptors when it comes to the playoffs. The Knicks are 3-3. Three and three. Now... I've watched every game this season, and um, it hasn't been perfect. It hasn't been pretty, but they have two, they have three wins so far, and two of them have been really impressive. Like I said last week, I talked about their win over the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the one thirty to one ten victory, and like I said, they're ahead of the Bucks right now in the playoffs position. So uh, that's kind of surprising. Uh, I think there's still time to, for them to turn it around. There's still plenty of time left in this NBA season for any team to turn it around. Plenty of time for the Knicks to still suck, but. um, That was a good win. And then on Saturday night, they had another great win against the Indiana Pacers. And I was pretty fired up about that one too, because they lost to the Pacers on opening night. And it was kind of a revenge game. Uh, RJ Barrett just needs to pretend that he's playing the Pacers every night because he had 25 points on eight of 15 shooting. So a good night for RJ Barrett. And Julius Randle just looks like a new player out there. He had a double-double in 37 minutes of play, 12 points, 11 rebounds. Another great night for Randle. Um, and off the bench, Austin Rivers. So Austin Rivers missed the first couple games, uh, but he came back against Toronto. And even though the Knicks lost that game, he looked very good in that game. And he actually, um, you know, he commented on an Instagram. Let me see if I can find his comment on the Knicks Instagram post. But he, Austin Rivers, made this really impressive comment on uh, the Knicks page, um, which I th- really, I thought was really cool because he has only been on the team for. A little while now, uh, and um, he's already out here making these statements. And um, yeah, I don't know. I I just I just thought it was the right thing to do. And uh, let's see if I can find it. Let's see here. I'm I'm scrolling through all the pictures. Uh, oh yeah, here it is. Austin Rivers' comments. He commented after so the Knicks lost one hundred to eighty three against the Raptors on New Year's Eve. And Rivers' comments usually don't comment on this type of stuff, but it's a process. Trust us. We're getting better. We have a new great coach, all new players, really young, learning to play with each other and get chemistry right skill, and we're still getting all the way healthy. It's a process, but I promise we're getting there step by step. Just be there for us. We need y'all. Y'all are part of our success and growth, too. Nick's going to be fire again, but our process starts now. Happy New Year. Stay safe. That! is the type of statement that the Knicks, the Knicks have been looking for a player to make that type of statement for a really long time. For so long, so many players have been quiet and, you know, just collect their paycheck and go home after a loss. Austin Rivers spoke up, and he's been talking like that since he got here. Now, I know he's not a great player by any means, and obviously he's got the stigma of being Doc Rivers' son, but I can really see Austin Rivers being like a coach or a broadcaster or something in the NBA when his career is over, because clearly he's a smart guy, he knows what he's talking about, and that was the type of statement I love to see as a Knicks fan. So, um... That's what I love to see as a Knicks fan. We'll see um, what happens tonight. Knicks play the Hawks. Uh, Hawks are good, too. They're off to a 4-1 and one start. Uh, they're actually in 5th in the Eastern Conference right now. So here's the Eastern Conference standings. The Hawks are 4-2. I guess they lost last night. The Sixers, who I didn't mention. You might remember when I was asked on Ask Brian the top teams in the Eastern Conference were. I did not say the Philadelphia 76ers. Now that's partially because there's just always so much drama around the Sixers and so much controversy. Uh I just didn't mention them, but um they're off to a great start. They're five and one. Indiana's four and two. I can tell you who one of those losses was to. Cleveland is four-and-two. I don't expect that to last. Orlando also four-and-two. Atlanta, four-and-two, Boston's four-and-three, Knicks three and three. Bucks three and three. Those are the eight teams in the East. Let's see how the West is looking here. Now the Clippers are at five and two in first place in the uh, West. Phoenix also five and two. Lakers five and two. I think Clippers are ahead on tiebreakers. Uh, Utah four and two. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans are the, the five seed at four and two. Golden State. We'll talk about Steph Curry in just a second because he had a hell of a night last night. Uh, they went three and th- they're three and three to start the season. Um, and I think they're just going to get better now that Draymond Green is back. Uh, Portland is 3-3 three and three as well. Uh, they lost to Golden State last night, and uh, Sacramento is 3-3 three and three as well. And so um, on the outside looking in are the Mavericks, the Thunder, the Rockets, the Nuggets right now, a lot of good teams. The Grizzlies are in last place in the entire Western Conference, so there's still a lot of time left um, in the West. I have to give credit to the Washington Wizards, because uh, as you guys know, I'm on the NBA roundtable on Sports on the Hill. And um, we talked about, um, you know, how the season was starting. It started out really bad for the Wizards. They started at 0-5, but they seem to be heading in the right direction right now. They've got two wins in a row. They beat Minnesota without Russell Westbrook on Friday night. And then they came back on Sunday night in Brooklyn and beat the Nets in a good game that I actually watched. Uh, Thomas Bryant was great in this game. He had the game-winning shot that gave the Wizards the win. Um, a huge moment for Bryant. Uh, he deserves it as well. Uh, he's just turned into a great player for the Wizards and a great find. So um, we'll see uh, We'll see how he does the rest of the way. Russell Westbrook's been kind of struggling a little bit. But um, the Wizards have an, a lot of talent on their team, and I don't expect them to be at the bottom, towards the bottom of the Eastern Conference for so long. I, I, I think there's still plenty of time for them to turn it around. Um so I have to give a shout out to the Wizards as well uh for there's two wins in a row and I have a feeling oh, we'll see we'll see what happens they they play the Sixers on Wednesday that's their next game uh we will see how that goes I think there's time for the Miami Heat to turn it around, obviously at 2-3. Uh, suffered a bad loss the other night to the Mavericks, but uh, they've got some winnable games coming up. They play the Thunder. The Celtics will be a tough game on Wednesday night. Uh, the Heat as well on Saturday. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, the there's, there's Heat, Heat have a lot of time to turn it around, too? And, of course, Milwaukee. I don't expect Milwaukee to be at the eight spot when it's all said and done. I expect them to be a top-3 seed, if not the number-1 seed once again. So um, we'll see what happens the rest of the way. It's still way too early. I can't even like give you an MVP prediction right now because it's just way too early in the season. And um, So that brings me to Steph. Steph Curry had the performance of the night, the performance of the season so far. He had 62 points. Let me see if I can pull up his exact numbers here. 62 points for Steph Curry last night um, in a 137-122 victory. He was 10 of 24, or that's Dame, sorry, I looked up, <laughs> I was looking at Dame's stats. Dame was 10 of 24, it was for 32 points, which isn't bad, but, um, Steph was 18 of 31 with 62 points. Uh, great night for Steph Curry here. Um, 8 of 16 from 3 as well, wow, Steph killed it, Steph killed it in this game. Um, yeah, great, a great effort for Steph Curry and, um. You know, a lot of people said like, you know, this is the first year for Steph without, first full year for Steph without Draymond or without, I'm sorry, without Kevin Durant, and um, now Clay Thompson's out for the season as well. So a lot of there were a lot of questions about Curry going into this game, or going into the season, but he appears to have answered it. That's a career high for an old Steph Curry, and I put "old" in quotation marks because he looks like he's just as good as he ever was. Uh, Great performance from Steph last night, Um, and uh, I love to see it. I love seeing Steph score. I'm a big Steph Curry fan. Uh, I I think he's a great player, and uh, he seems like a really nice guy as well. So um, I root for Steph Curry as well, but um, a great performance from him. Definitely the performance of the season so far in the NBA, but there's still a lot of time left to be played. I have one other one final. I'll leave you with one final stat that I saw um, about John Wall. Uh, before we wrap up the NBA talk. John Wall was the first player to score 50 combined points in his first two games after a two-year hiatus since Michael Jordan when he was with the Washington Wizards. Wow. Hell of a stat um janet she goes to show you that john wall is ready to play you can tell he's clearly motivated and ready to go and i'm happy for him too i want to see him do well in his new surroundings in houston um i have a feeling that it'll work out well they will be a playoff team but uh, i just wanted to say that stat because john wall has been absolutely incredible uh, it's a great story to start the season. And I have a feeling, you know, we talked about Alex Smith being Comeback Player of the Year in the NFL. Well, John Wall, I have a feeling, will be Comeback Player of the Year in the NBA. So um, we'll see what happens. But I just wanted to go through some what what's happening lately in the NBA. And uh, thank you for listening. so I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. I just have a couple of little things I want to mention before we um, get to the end here. Uh, I have to congratulate Alabama and Ohio State for making the national championship game in college football. I did watch a little bit of both games. Neither of them were very close. Uh, Pretty typical college football games. Very boring. Very slow. Trevor Lawrence did not look very good for Clemson. Uh, Justin Fields looked great for Ohio State. It makes me wonder if the Jets will be a little more confident in taking fields with the number two spot next. now that Trevor Lawrence has kind of struggled a little bit. Um, We'll see what happens. Um, And I had something else I wanted to say. So we'll see what happens on January 11th, my mom's birthday. We'll see what happens on the national championship game. Uh, Happy birthday to my mom in advance. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. That should be a good game uh, between Ohio State and Alabama, two of the biggest programs in all of college football history. Um, I would love it. I think I'd be more inclined to watch the playoffs if they put smaller schools, lesser-known schools in it, or if they had an expanded playoff. Because four teams just isn't enough. Like they need to make it eight teams at the like they really got to make it eight teams. I feel so. Um, if it were, I'd probably watch college football a little bit more. But unfortunately, it's just so boring the way it is. And plus, you know, I knew Alabama was going to beat Notre Dame. And uh, after a certain point, you just knew Ohio State was going to just wallop Clemson, and they did. Uh, so we'll see what happens next Monday. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit, I guess, on Friday's episode. I don't really know if we're gonna, there's really anything to talk about. I don't really have too much of an analytical, like, I don't even, like, my friend who went to Alabama, Charlie Ferrillo isn't even that into the team. So, like, what? how can I, like, talk? I don't even know people who would be experts on this. Like... So I don't know, but um, we'll 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 mention it. We'll mention it at some point in the next two episodes. Um, and of course I have to um, unfortunately I have to give a rest in peace um to MF Doom, um one of the greatest MCs of all time. Um, Metal Face man, what what a legend he was in the rap game. And um, he passed away two months ago on December thirty first, twenty twenty, and uh, his wife and family kept it a secret until New Year's Eve and um he was a legend and one of my favorites for sure um and he will all mad villainy is such an incredible album it's one of the best hip-hop albums of all time period point blank period it was it's such a good album it's you know all caps strange ways fancy clown um i'm forgetting like off the top of my head like so many good songs from that album that are just like rhinestone cowboy like ah, i love mad villainy and i love mm, food and operation doomsday as well i was happy to see all those albums re-enter the uh the uh, itunes charts as well on the hip-hop although I'm um, unfortunately, unfortunately it's because of mf doom's passing but i'm glad people are becoming educated on mf doom because he was such a great rapper and um you know he, he will be missed this is a tragic loss for the hip-hop world and um he will be missed. I just wanted to say that before we wrap up this episode of a pod for the review with Brian Brennan, um, rest in peace to MF doom. And, um, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm still so mad about the giants folks. I'm st- I can't believe that this is what happened. I-, I can't, I can't get over it. Who, who does Doug Peterson. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Uh, I can't get over it. Like, I mean, I will get over it eventually. Like I'll move on with my life, but, um, this is a bummer. It's definitely a bummer. I wanted to see the Giants play the Buccaneers just so I could see them play Brady again. We all know about the Giants' history with Tom Brady. He's, they've beaten them in the Super Bowl twice. In fact, the NFC East... This, this should give you a little bit of hope, Washington football team fans. The NFC East is one... In, is Against the NFC East, Tom Brady is one in three. He won that one Super Bowl against the Eagles, but he lost two to the Giants, and he lost that other one to the Eagles. So maybe... And that bodes well for y'all. Maybe that bodes well for the Washington football team. Um, uh, we'll see what happens. Um uh, plus Mike Evans might actually be hurt in that game. So, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll make my picks on Friday and, uh, we'll see what happens with that game. But, um, That's just about does it for this episode of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. Uh, Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, follow us on Facebook at Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. Stay tuned for the website, UFRWBB.com. I still got a lot going on. I still have to figure out how I'm going to create that and what I'm going to do with the website. So if you have any ideas, please let me know. Um, I'd love to hear them. And um, if you want to be interviewed on Zoom for the podcast, um, feel free to let me know. I have a feeling I'll be doing our first zoom interviews sometime this week um as i as we prepare for the nfl playoffs i want to have an nfl preview episode so i have a feeling we'll be using that for the first time and uh, yeah a lot to look forward to in 2021 uh i have a feeling it's going to be a good year so um thank you for listening and i'll talk to you next time